0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening
2: everybody. I am Bart Winkler. Great to be with you tonight. David Shepard is here. Marco Belletti on the updates. I don't want to say this phrase because I don't think it is one, but someone said it to me today at the grocery store. They said, uh, happy leap day. I don't know if, I don't know if that's like a thing we say on leap day. I don't know. I mean, it's not happy Fourth of July, happy St. Patrick's Day, happy is Leap Day a thing? Maybe I guess could you say happy Saturday? I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Happy Leap Day. This is a holiday now. I don't know. I was I was very taken aback, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe she just misspoke. It was one of those people at the self checkout attendant machines. And so she said it to me, but then she has like the same stick that she said to five other people that came through. So now she was very persistent on making leap day a thing, uh, a, a fitting day though, as Caitlin Clark is leaping huh, into the WNBA, which I'm not sure if it is a big surprise or not. I think there was a lot of speculation that Caitlin Clark, of course, women's basketball superstar at Iowa has been really like her own sort of mini economy, you know, Taylor Swift. We talk about her a lot. She goes across the country, wherever she goes, all over the world. She's helping the local economies with the merchandise and the hotels and the restaurants surrounding the arenas. And it's just a big event. Um, the radio stations and the parties and, and all that, that surround those kind of concerts, And Caitlin Clark is sort of doing the same thing, at least through the Midwest here, where she's going to different arenas. And, I mean, the women's game is getting better. It's improving. It's getting more eyeballs. But when Caitlin Clark comes, you know, you sell out maybe 55% of the arena on any given night. You're selling out 110. You're filling all the seats and then adding standing room. I mean, these arenas are packed to see her play uh, as a member of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And she has been somebody that I think even common, the common sports fan, whether you're engaged in the women's game or not, you do want to see if she's on you watch when she broke the record in the NCAA and she broke it uh, for all collegiate branding last night. But when she broke the record for the NCAA, a lot of people wanted to watch. And I mean, people were upset because it was on Peacock. And I said, what is this, Chiefs-Dolphins all over again? So people either found it or, but they were they were engaged. Caitlin Clark has done something. Her basketball talents have brought engagement. People are engaged in women's college basketball in a way that they get from time to time when there's, oh, a team that's 27-0 and 0 or, or what have you. But rarely have I remember there being a person that, every game you wanted to watch like it doesn't matter if oh uh, yeah i was probably gonna blow this team out by 25 i want to see it though i want to see it because i want to see her and so there was some discussion about would she leave that where she can get a lot of nil deals i mean i saw her in a commercial earlier tonight like a good neighbor and then you know there she is so she's already gotten a bunch of endorsements because again, I was paying her $0. This is important, but she's getting a lot of these NIL and other endorsements. She's a collegiate player that can get paid and not lose their eligibility. That's the beauty of the NIL stuff. There's some pros and there's some cons, but the beauty is that she can start to earn money now. And because of that, there was a big wonder if she would still then be able to. If she would want to leave, if she would want to leave Iowa to go to the WNBA, I want to know how this affects you and if you're going to go to the WNBA with her. And I say this to an audience that I assume does not necessarily have a WNBA team, has not been to a game, doesn't follow the league all that often, knowing full well that there are some of you that definitely do. To me, the WNBA, I have the same kind of relationship with it as I do with the NHL, where I'm in Milwaukee. I don't have a NHL team in my city, in my state. And so I never had a natural way to get connected to the sport. You know, I have a baseball team. I get connected to baseball. I've got an NBA team. I get connected to the NBA. Obviously, everybody just comes out of the womb loving the NFL. So it doesn't matter. Uh, the Packers did exist. I would probably, I don't know who I'd root for honestly, but I would, uh, I would still be watching every game as I do, uh, now and then some. So I, I, wonder how much I'll follow to the WNBA because this is a different kind of player that is a generational talent that is doing things on the floor That we have not seen. And now the big wonder, of course, is will this translate to the WNBA? Will her game translate to the WNBA? I think that there's smarter people than me when it comes to women's basketball that can help break that down. But I don't see just personally from the little bit that I've seen of her college game, WNBA. I mean, she comes in and she starts shooting like she's Steph Curry. Why not? Why not? So she declared today that she's going to the WNBA. She said, the season is far from over, but I'm entering the WNBA draft. It's impossible to fully express my gratitude to everyone who supported me during my time here, my teammates. They made the last four years the best. She goes on and thanks everybody, including everybody across the country who came out to support her, including young kids. Now, she could have had another year because of the COVID-19 waiver, but she is choosing to go pro. And I think this came down to, I mean, we'll see what she can accomplish yet this season, if they can win a championship or not. I think this came down to, outside of that, I'm not sure what individual accomplishments I can create here, and I may as well start my professional journey and do it as soon as possible. Now, the thing about was she going to jump or not, the financial aspect's very interesting because you would almost think, and this is where some of the thinking was that she might stay at Iowa, even though she doesn't get paid by Iowa to play basketball, could she make more money at Iowa? Could she make more money being a college athlete? Could she make more money from boosters or NIL collectives that want to keep her at Iowa? for the good it does to that program. Because in the WNBA, she she can go to the WNBA. She's going to. And while she makes $0 and 0 cents at Iowa, in the WNBA, you make a little more than that. A little. She'll probably make next year around $75,000. That's about the rookie scale for the... She'll be the number one overall pick. I mean, let, let let's be real. The Indiana Fever hold that pick. And I'm sure like... How much do you think the Bears can get for Caleb Williams? Well, my goodness, how much can the Indiana Fever get for this number one pick? I I don't don't know that there's any scenario. You can't do it. You can't trade it. Especially because, you know, this is still Big Ten country. People have seen her play, whether it's Purdue or Indiana. uh, Other than the the, the surrounding states, very easy drive for them. Indiana is well-known as a basketball hotbed. I mean, it's a great spot for her. The Fever... Uh, have won a title that was a while ago. They have not been good pretty much in the last eight, nine years. I mean, there's some years they don't even win double-digit games out of the 38-some 40 that they play. So they really could use this shot of infusion. I'm sure they've been kind of waiting. I don't know what, if any, sort of tea leaves or signals they've tried to send to her to be like, hey, you want to come play here or not? Or are you coming? Or "We we got jerseys we'll print up right away. We're obviously drafting you. Uh, so it's going to be a huge boon for them, but for Caitlin's sake, is it better off for her and her stature to be in the WNBA right now or to stay in college one more year? You saw that all-star weekend with Steph Curry and Sabrina, I asked you how big that was that three-point competition. It was like the centerpiece of the night, even though they just did it one round. And Caitlin Clark, now being in the WNBA, will be afforded to be in that. So you can expect that she'll be a part of All-Star Weekend in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Maybe a two-on-two type of thing. So that'll be another thing that she could do, another spotlight to her. The WNBA, what's interesting is that she declared for the draft. The draft is soon. The season starts in the middle of May. So she won't have a long period of time before she can get right in and the WNBA can start printing money with Caitlin Clark's face on it. She'll be able to get into that pretty quickly. With me, again, I look at a league where I don't have a natural rooting interest and what gets me to follow and to get into those games. Like for the NHL, when do I specifically get into the NHL the most? Really, it would have to be playoff time because during the season, if the NHL is on, there's usually a football game on or an NBA game on, and that's what I choose. Uh, maybe even college basketball ahead of that. Then come the playoffs. Okay, there's some more games. Uh, it's them in the NBA. You can kind of switch back and forth. The Stanley Cup, I tend to watch a little bit more of in terms of hockey the rest of the year obviously because of the championship realm, but they alternate with the NBA. All the NBA finals are on tonight. What's on tonight? Oh, the Stanley Cup. Okay, I, I can watch that tonight. So there's a good, like, natural viewing and a natural reason to view it. With women's college basketball, I think what has helped the recent success is that their tournament coincides with something we're already watching in the men's tournament. And so you can watch the men's tournament for a couple of days. And even if you don't have any rooting interest in the women's tournament, well, it's on and there's some great matchups and there's some great storylines. And now over the last couple of years, we've really gotten to know some of these people and they become household names. So absolutely, we'll, we'll be watching this. The WNBA does have a lot of opportunity to be watched during the summer. It's going to start right away. It's, last year, I got to see, I don't think they've announced it yet, but if you want to watch the WNBA on TV, you can. last year you could watch it pretty much no matter what sort of setup you had. They had a bunch of games on CBS. Okay, people have CBS or CBS Sports Network if you have cable or Paramount Plus, okay, if you have streaming. They had a bunch of games on ION. ION, do I get ION? Do you have TV? You get ION. Even if you just have a TV with banana rabbit ears, rabbit ears, it's called, um, you get eye on. So there's WNBA games there. You get NBA TV, there were WNBA games there. You get Prime Video, you got Prime, they had a package. Facebook, do you have Facebook? Facebook aired games. Do you have Twitter? Twitter? Twitter aired games. So pretty much any avenue to watch the WNBA, you could do. They are accessible. But we need something to draw us in, and I think Caitlin Clark could be that to draw us in. Now, there's another league that is kind of going through a similar sort of experience where it's uh, one of the minor leagues when you look at it across ranking all the leagues in this country. There certainly are passionate fan bases. There are people that like the sport, but there's not always a reason to be drawn to watch this particular league and that is major league soccer and major league soccer last year you may remember they acquired the services of lionel messi lionel messi greatest soccer player on earth right now that's the camp i'm in i know there's the ronaldo truthers i'm over on uh team leo and so when he got into the mls there were a lot of people watching Major League Soccer games that never would before because of the spectacle. And I'm somebody that, you know, I like soccer quite a bit, but I don't kind of mess around too much with the MLS. I, I gave Apple whatever they wanted. They're the ones that had the rights. It was a subscription. I say, here, I got I to gotta see this. I have to see this. And I think Caitlin Clark will be the same way, at least initially. And I think what the mistake so far has been – for Major League Soccer, and this is something that the WNBA might have a better opportunity to capitalize on, is with soccer, okay, Messi, super cool. I love to watch him. I believe they are actually on over-the-air TV this weekend. There's a Inter-Miami game on Fox Saturday afternoon. Messi, I will watch. But I'm not watching any uh, any other MLS games. I will watch Messi if I'm afforded the opportunity to do it. And I can do it free of charge at this point. I haven't done any they haven't done anything to get me to watch the other games. So what the WNBA really has an opportunity to do is, yes, let Caitlin Clark bring some of us in that haven't necessarily been involved in your league too much. But then also it's to the other teams and other players step up and show us like why this league demands our attention more than just this phenom that's coming from Iowa in her rookie year. And they do have some players that We should be familiar with. They do have the collegiate players, but a lot of times we know about these women in college, and then they go to the WNBA. And in my experience, they kind of—I don't see them as much. They, They disappear. So I think that Caitlin Clark will give people that are just sports fans, love to watch good entertainment, would love to watch the WNBA. They just they it's so low on the priority list. This will help raise that priority and hopefully the WNBA can then help focus and and get the shine on some of these other athletes instead of us just only watching when Caitlin Clark plays. As I, a big soccer fan, I'm only watching MLS right now when when Messi plays. So, I do wonder it'll be interesting to see how many people come over and start to watch the WNBA how many people start to get into this and enjoy this? I think that a lot of us say, oh, yeah, we will. But but will we? I think that we'll figure that out. With the WNBA again, another thing that I've been bringing up is they have their season. You know that it's on in the summer. And then football comes, and I don't know where to find them. There were two games. They had a four-game finals that went best of five and went four games. Two games were on Sunday afternoons. Well, I'm sorry, but nobody is watching anything besides football on Sunday afternoons. I mean, even baseball struggles on that day. And they're in the thick of a playoff race. Okay, you got to avoid the Sunday afternoon. So huge opportunity here for the league. Huge opportunity for Caitlin. Huge opportunity for women's basketball as a whole. But big news that's definitely going to affect uh, a lot of different teams futures both in women's college basketball and in the professional game, especially uh the Indiana Fever, who I don't know if they purposely tanked, but they uh they have Caitlin Clark services now for however long they probably want them. Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four 212 422 I'm Bart Winkler. Join us if you'd like much more coming up CBS
0: Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio.
1: They just play catch at the 35 foot mark. Now Clark fires a three right wing and got that to go. And now passes Lynette Woodard of Kansas who had the scoring lead when it was the AIAW as Clark
0: 33 points. It's super special. Um, You know, obviously she's
2: one of the best all times could certainly score the ball. Um, But I think it just shows, you know, title nine is not that long ago 50 years is not that long ago um, and I think it just still shows the room that we have to improve and um, where women's sports is is going is
0: a really great place you're listening to the Bart Winkler show heard Monday through Friday nighttime and nationwide 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio as Caitlin Clark
2: After she broke now the all-time, all-time women's collegiate record, the highlight courtesy Learfield IMG Sports. And she is going pro. She made that announcement today that she will go into the WNBA draft. She will obviously be drafted number one. The Indiana Fever have that pick. And I wonder, okay, will I follow? I've seen more women's basketball this year than I have probably ever. And also TV stations are, they are promoting the game. I mean, there's, there's, there's broadcast networks, prime time that are airing Caitlin Clark and other women's college basketball. Uh, They put them, even when they put them on after an NFL game at different points throughout the year, I think uh, Martin Luther King day, there were a couple of games on broadcast television. So there are more people that want to watch it. I just think that right now, one issue that the WNBA has is the college game is more revered than the pro game. Because the college game seems more accessible. Even though I'm not even sure it is. I just, I just told you all the different ways you can watch the WNBA. But it's like the WNBA gets all these players. We know what they are. We learn and watch them in college and then they all go scatter. It's almost like it's 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 almost like uh the WNBA is live golf. Just in terms of like, "Oh, I know those guys. What team are they on?" I don't know. Do you ever watch it? Nah, not really. I I liked them when they were on the PGA Tour. I don't really watch them now. Oh, okay. Well, that seems weird. I just think and here's where I'm trying. Like I want, I want to make sure I watch her more. But shep the example in my life. Like I love soccer, and I love Lionel Messi. But shouldn't I mean if I can't if that's not going to draw me into the league, then I don't know how. Like honestly, I don't know how much WNBA I'm actually going to end up watching.
3: Bart, who's the best player in the WNBA in your eyes?
2: Right now. You know what? I don't want to answer that because
3: I don't know if the players that I'm going to say are even still active. Oh, oh, that's bad. That's bad. And I'm not saying that's bad on you. That's bad in terms of where the state of the WNBA is. Because in fairness, you're- I was going to say Sue Bird, but isn't she like 40? Well, she's retired. Yeah. She's retired. now. Diana Taurasi is still playing, but she's obviously not the best anymore. The last
2: story I saw about the WNBA was that Brianna Stewart was taking a pay cut
3: so that's, to stay with New York. Right. So, so that, that was my next question. So, so it, it, many people, now, Asia Wilson, people consider her the best champion. Obviously, the back-to-back titles with the Aces. But Brianna Stewart is the best player in the WNBA. Now, she was more famous when she was playing at UConn than she was playing the WNBA. Bart, can I ask you this question? Tell me the team she was playing for in the WNBA before she was a member of the New York Liberty. Um, that's the problem. Las Vegas. No, that's oh. but that's the problem. Is someone as well-versed in sports as you are can even remember the team that the best women's player in the world played for when she first started her professional uh, I'll,
2: career. I'll correct you. I'll correct you on that because... It's not that I can't remember; it's that I never knew it.
3: No, 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 no but okay, fair enough. Sorry, <laughs> sorry no, fair enough. But but that, but, Bart, but, but Bart, I could ask. I could ask twenty national hosts that same question. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen are going to get it wrong. Well, what's the answer? Oh, Seattle, Seattle Storm. Oh yeah, I knew that. Of course you did. This was one of the times you were saying, "Hey, every you know, once once a show." Yeah, every show I screw exactly. up once so that the audience can feel good. <laughs> but Bart, the way to remember that is she played with another UConn great and Sue Bird when she started her career. That's the oh, that's the way I always remember. But that's but that's the problem, is that's what Caitlin Clark is going to run into. Wherever she goes, to your point, how many people are going to forget about her because she's? You can make a legitimate argument. She's going to be. At her highest peak as an athlete and in terms of her notoriety at Iowa than she ever will be in the WNBA. Yeah, I think she's
2: peaking. This tournament's gonna be her the apex. And then she'll go down. But it's on it's on the WNBA now to not squander this opportunity. But really, have they not squandered all the opportunities? I mean, there are well known <laughs> people that we know. Whether it's a Goomba Wale, right? She was at Notre Dame. I don't know where she plays. Um. Skylar Diggins Smith. Where does she play? I don't even remember where Sabrina Anescu played, and I just saw her in her uniform two weeks ago. Well, you you know, no, you you know she, you know where she plays. Come on. I'm ninety eight percent sure it's New York. I yeah. think that's the jersey she had on. You, okay. You are correct, yes. All right.
3: But I, I, I went to – I don't know if I put my life on there. By the way, Sky, Skyler Diggins, hint. Brianna Stewart played there. That's your hint. Oh, that's my
2: Seattle Storm. Yes. See? good, Well mm-hmm. done. Eight five five
3: two one two four two two
2: seven. 212 4227 Dennis is in New Orleans. Dennis, what's up?
4: Hey, Bart. Yeah, I, I love you because I'm a, a Packer fan. But listen, why, I don't know why in, no one's saying anything about um, – You know, Caitlin Clark's boyfriend was hired as the assistant coach for the Pacers a month or two ago, which was kind of the – Yeah, he's McCaffrey. His dad is the head coach at Iowa, and his brother plays at Iowa. He played at Iowa, and they're going to get married. And and the Pacers, who are owned by Herb Simon – uh, also owns. Caitlyn
3: Clark is marrying into the McCaffrey family. I have a question, yeah. Dennis. How do you how do you know she's? I I I, I know, I know they're, that. I didn't know that. But how do you know? Okay, they I'm not saying she's going to be Fran's
2: good. daughter-in-law.
3: Well, wait a minute. They're
4: anyway. They're very serious, you know. And they hired him a, like a month or two ago. And <laughs> you know, I mean, to me, I want a lot of money because I. I said, well, she's going to Indiana because, I mean, you know, it it could be whoever hired him, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a coaching family, but it was Indiana. Okay. Come on now. And so no one, I haven't heard anyone mention that, but I
2: knew she was going right away. Well, what do you think? Well, why didn't you tell, why didn't you, why didn't you, why didn't you tell me that earlier? I, I call. I called at the beginning of your show. Oh, I mean, like when this guy was first hired. If you're if you're making money on that, why don't oh. you let your friendly neighborhood oh, host well, make some I'm money? Sorry. I get what you're
4: saying. Yeah, I, I put a lot of. Bet- I told my nephews, my every. I said, if there's any, uh, thing because they're in Illinois and there's a lot of Iowa fans there, and I'm like, and there's a lot of people going because they're demented, and they say. She's staying, or you know, she's staying. She's staying. I'm like, any bets you can get down, get down. But yeah, she is. I mean, this is a this is like Steffi Graf and Andre Agassi or something, you know? I mean, well, next time,
2: like, next time you've got the in on something, let let, let let me in on it. I'm I'm always looking to make some money.
4: All right. Well, I'm sorry about that. As a, as nah, a didn't founder, know. Fair, he didn't know. As, as a fellow Packer fan, you know, I, I, I feel bad. But, <laughs> yeah, I only knew for two weeks when I read that he they hired him. I was like, oh, my oh. God, this is done, a done deal. So, and then she announced today. So, anyway, it's not a surprise to me. A lot of people say, you know, but um, I, I don't know what you think about that. But do you think that this is a coincidence?
2: Well, n- well no, probably not. Dennis, thanks for the call. Go, Pack, go. No, I mean you didn't think so. You made a bunch of money on it. Hey, anybody got any tips? Stock tip, betting tips. You know, I I think I think uh, I would be remiss if I didn't have a platform like this and and try to exploit you guys to help me make some money. I I mean, come on, isn't that what it's all about? Mike is in Nevada. Mike, what's up?
5: All thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm a football, basketball, and baseball fan. That's three pro teams. And then I love college basketball and college football. That's five sports. And then I love golf. That's six sports. I just, I'm not interested in MLS. I don't care about Lionel Richie. I don't care about women's basketball. Uh, It's, 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 uh,
2: It's Lionel Messi. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess
3: with
2: the time, great true. singer. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, you 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 care. I know you care about Lionel Richie. Hello. All night love, long. Love, yeah. Oh, I got. Shev and Sh- 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 I went different. I okay. A, hello. Hello is a good one. In, in I went more upbeat.
5: Him, like, you what? He's like what? I call him the closer. Oh
2: Lionel God. Ritchie. Yeah, I
5: don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't need you oh, to expand anyways, on that. I, listen, I got wait. it. Wait, I called. I don't care about I don't I can I can't name one other college woman's basketball player, and the only reason I know her is because they shove it down our little you know the underline you know breaking news every every yeah. twenty minutes.
2: Yeah, we so, we we witness history uh, in women's college basketball, and they're like where well, they shoved it down so our much. throat. Yeah,
5: Bard, I wish them luck, but I called to talk about the NCAA tournament. Can I have one minute?
2: Uh how about thirty-two seconds.
5: Okay, so I listened to Greenie in the morning, ESPN, and his knucklehead Hambo says they should raise it to hundred and twelve teams. Oh, and the I'm NCAA tournament? Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm not so-
2: uh I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up here in a minute, Mike. Um and thanks for taking me there. I, that is not cool. I am not pleased with this. We're already trying to expand the football tournament and that is going to be even dumber. The ideas that they have for that are even dumber. So, we'll look at we'll look at what they're doing in football and what they're doing in basketball coming up because both of these are really really dumb. Uh, we'll do that here in a couple of minutes. Also, it's a meter night. The barometer the Bart-o-meter has gotten some uh, criticism lately. People think it needs a tune up. People think it needs uh, a little bit of work in the shop, and I did that. I took it in. Uh, I found a guy. Uh, he was in. He was in Wisconsin in a town called Verroqua, about three three hours from me. I took it there. Spent the day with him. Uh, this guy, long, well revered machinist in our state, in our neck of the woods. So he tuned it up, and uh, it's going to hopefully, if it. If it is working correctly, the Bartometer coming up in 30 minutes will tell us which eight teams in the NFL are already eliminated from the playoffs next year. The Bartometer is going to eliminate eight teams from the playoffs next year, no matter what happens from now until the start of the season. Bartometer is going to tell us they have no shot at making the playoffs. Also, we're going to see if the Chicago Bears are one of those teams. And I've been talking so much about what the Bears and what they should do with this pick. I thought let's talk to a guy who follows the Bears, roots for the Bears, talks about the Bears. Uh, Rami Makloff, longtime radio man in Milwaukee, Chicago, Sacramento. He's uh, he's seen it all. He'll join us around midnight Eastern, which is about in an hour and a half. So lots to get to. Do want to talk about that? Like Mike had mentioned. It's The Bart Winkler Show on CBS
0: Sports Radio. All night, all night, all night, all night. You're listening to The Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio.
2: The closer, Lionel Richie. 855 212 4227. 855 212 4 CBS, interesting uh, nationally televised slate of NBA games tonight. Some West Coast, East Coast, Western Conference, Eastern Conference. The Warriors won another game, beat the Knicks tonight. That was on TNT earlier. And then uh, this the late night game, I first saw this matchup. It's the Heat and the Nuggets. And I first saw this matchup, and I go, why in the hell? Would this be a matchup they would show on national TV? And I, I I I set a daily fantasy lineup as I do. I turned the game on here. I was watching some of the game and I didn't it didn't hit me until like three minutes into it. I thought, Oh this was the finals last year. Wow. I mean, I don't know I don't know whose fault that is, if it's anybody's. I mean, shame on me, I guess, but yeah. That did not feel like a finals, and this does not feel like a finals rematch uh, at all. But the Nuggets and the Heat in action, Lakers and Wizards, another late-night spot. So plenty of NBA games here to get you through. And with college basketball, again, Mike in Nevada had a question about the NCAA. There's discussion now. I guess, which door do I want to open? Because there's conversations about uh, conversations about what might happen in football with the expanded playoff. And there's also conversation about what might happen in basketball with expanding the tournament. Um, I don't like either. First of all, I do like a 12-team playoff. I think in football, you will enjoy the season more. I would give it an open mind. I think you will enjoy the season more. I think it will make more games matter. Oh, Ohio State and Michigan aren't going to be for a, a spot. Okay, one game. Stop with that reference. One game. It will make the season better. They want to do stuff with, like, automatic bids multiple for the two big conferences. It's dumb. I will get to that at some point tonight. In the NCAA, now there's, I think, some sort of push... To expand the tournament. And the initial push. I first saw this. Joe Lenardi had this. We know Lenardi is one of these bracketology guys. Uh, And he put a tweet that it should go to 80. The NCAA tournament should go to 80. And people were jumping on him. Saying this is stupid. What are you doing? And then he came out with read my article. And basically what he's saying. Is that. We don't necessarily want to do this, but there is a crisis emerging in college basketball where the powers that be and tradition are going to intersect again, and the powers that be, i.e. money, usually win out. I don't want to see this expanded any more than it is. Um, Right now, I think this tournament works great. I think what's great about the college football tournament expanding, and I keep saying tournament, we'll say playoff, that's fine, is yes, there are more teams that are going to make the playoffs this year in football, but we're still only at like 9% of the entire ecosystem. In college basketball, Division one. now there's more teams, obviously. It's easier to field a basketball team than a football team. There's like 332 teams. So there's even more. So if you take the 68 teams that we have now and you divide it by that, you got about 20% of the teams making the tournament. I had talked to, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to one of the other few Barts in this world, Bart Lundy. He's the head coach at uh, the university of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. And so I've talked to him before about this they play in the Horizon League. And that is a one bid conference. I mean, this is a conference where you can be 25 and one and then lose in your conference championship game. And you probably won't get an at large bid. You probably won't get one, even though the record is so great. Uh, maybe at that point you would, but once we get to like the 24 and threes and say, yeah, maybe you wouldn't. And I talked to him and I said, look, you're in a you're in a one-bid league. There's a chance that you could get more bids. Would you want to see the tournament expand? And he told me, you know, maybe maybe it helps us, maybe it doesn't. Um it's kind of perfect how it is. It's kind of perfect how it is. It's it's a great experience, it's a great viewing experience. It's a it's a, it spans over a month. You got your crazy first weekend, a pretty crazy second weekend, and then you settle into the top 16 teams. You get your eight teams, your four teams, that championship game, of course, and you figure out a championship, you know, what, five, six games, you win a title, and I just think it works. Upsets happen. You know, we see powerhouses get through. We see teams get tested. We see a lot of thrilling games. You know, I it just, I just we expanded a little bit to get that first four in there. Which, all right, that is fine. It works. You got 68 now. But anything more, I think it just, it's too, it's too much. It's too much. Um, yeah, you'd like maybe some of these smaller market teams to say, oh, we have a chance to, to make the tournament, but but for what? To play another mid-major team on a Tuesday night in Dayton that we're not going to pay attention to? Are we trying to find a champion here? Or are we just trying to create even more TV windows? If anything, I don't know, find a way to spruce up the NIT. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the Fox network was trying to come up with another tournament that was going to destroy the NIT. I think what happens, though, in some of these situations is when you expand, then I, because immediately I think, oh, mid major teams mid mid major teams are going to be the ones to get in. No, they're not. You're going to put in a 15 and 12 Texas A&M before you put in a 24 and 3 McNeese State. That's just going to be how you do it. So, they have expanded before obviously. They used to be 32 teams. We eventually got to 40 by 1983, the bracket went to 64. We've been like this for 30, 40 years. They did add the new teams in 2011. People were like, no, but it's kind of uh, become accepted. I just think like you're going to start having, because the solution that I've seen that's presented isn't, all right, if you go from 64 to 128, you're adding another round. No, I think that the solution is, If you're going from 64, you're going to like 80. That was Joe Lenardi's magic number. And he said, it's a compromise. But then you're basically going to have like four different first four tournaments. Now, if they did it, it could work. And ultimately, I think that we would accept it. But there's a few things left in sports that seem like, that just seem like they're right. Like the NFL wants to expand someday. But... Eight divisions of four teams each just works. You know, it just seems right. And 64 teams after the play-ins, 64 teams in the NCAA tournament, it just seems right. And none of these teams that we expand are ever going to win. Even with this being the upset pool of all upsets, you're not none of these teams that are going to be added are ever going to win. So what are we doing it for? What what are we doing it for? And the only answer is, you know, somewhere in the money. We'll see what happens. I know that this is gonna this is gonna be an issue and a topic that happens until they eventually expand because everything eventually expands for the money. The Barto Meter. Speaking of playoffs, eight teams that will not make it in the NFL will eliminate them next.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.